Pod Sellers, the Chulos' Geek. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I got a, a few things I wanted to talk about today. And, uh, well, let's see here. It is Sunday night on uh, November 11th. I got a few hours, a couple hours before uh, The Walking Dead starts and uh, Supergirl's on. And uh, so I figured I would do a quick recording of um things that are that are going on um well i think the one of the things i wanted to talk about um uh, one of the first things i wanted to talk about apparently um this was announced i think uh yesterday uh, that one of the or this the the president um of san diego comic con john rogers he apparently died of, of brain cancer and that really sucks and i you know feel i feel um, I feel sad for his friends and family. I I've never been to San Diego Comic Con, maybe someday, um, but uh, that's sad. I'm sorry to hear that. That's um, you know, it's it's never fun to watch someone die from cancer, and I've been that there myself. My mother died of cancer, so yeah, my heart goes out to you guys. Um, I went ahead and, and uh, shared a link about this story. It was posted on comicbook.com. It's on Facebook. And uh, go ahead and read that if you want. Just wanted to say my condolences to, to his friends and family and those who have actually gone to International Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con, whichever you want to call it. It's, you know, it's, it's sad. I wanted to get, you know, I actually I just I wanted to get that kind of out of the way, because I don't want the whole podcast to be sad and, you know, depressing, so, um, it looks as though, uh, CBS has announced their, uh, holiday special, holiday special schedule, um, let's see here, let's see, what do we got here, of course, on, uh, Thursday, November 22nd, that is Thanksgiving, they're going to have the Thanksgiving Parade from 9 to 12, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time, um, this is, that will be 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific, uh, I think, yeah, uh, let's see here, and then, Friday, November 23rd, 8, 7 Central, is Frosty the Snowman, the old Rankin Bass cartoon. When I say the, hol- the holiday special schedule, it's pretty much going to be all the Rankin Bass cartoons and stop motion stuff, I would imagine. I would Oh, there might be other things there, too, for that matter. I don't know. And that's why I'm going through the list. That is, uh, yeah... November 23rd, Frosty the Snowman, 8, 7 Central, um, Frosty Returns, 8.30, 7.30 Central, and then Saturday, November 24th, we have Robbie the Reindeer, Hooves of Fire, 8, 7 Central, and this, I don't know this one, this is, must be new, um, it says, in, in, in this animated special, Robbie, voiced by Ben Stiller, must train to compete in the reindeer races to become part of the sleigh team for Santa. 
voiced by Jim Belushi. Uh, I apparently have never seen this, but there's a sequel to it. <laughs> Robbie the Reindeer, Legend of the Lost Tribe. Alrighty. And it says, in this second of two 30-minute specials, Robbie battles Brazilian, um, voiced by Hugh Grant, in an effort... Or, excuse me, Blitzen, not Brazilian. Blitzen, that makes more sense. <laughs> Blitzen, in an effort to stop his, his nemesis launch of, of a reindeer theme park, Britney Spears, James Woods, Leah Remini, and Jerry Stiller are among the additional stars and lend their voices. And then we have the story of Santa Claus, 9-8 Central. This is an animated music musical holiday special revolves around the, a dental toy maker voiced by Ed Asner, whose only wish is to deliver a toy to every child on Christmas. The voices of Betty White and Tim Curry also are featured. Oh, cool, Tim Curry. Betty White's also also awesome. I can talk, really, I can. Um, let's see here. And then on Tuesday, November 27th, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from eight, at 8, 7 Central. And that's the, that's the one who's narrated by Burl Ives, and, and he's also Sand Snowman. This is the old, old stop-motion Rankin-Bass. She said I'm cool. Yeah. Um... Sunday, excuse me, Sunday, December 2nd, Garth, live at Notre Dame. Uh, Garth? Oh, Garth Brooks. A two-hour broadcast will capture Garth Brooks while he stages his first live concert ever held at the legendary Notre Dame Stadium at the University of Notre Dame in Notre Dame, Indiana. This unique concert experience gives viewers a front row seat to Garth Brooks' electrifying performance. Yeah, I think I'm going to miss that. I'm not real big on him. Uh, let's see. On Friday, December 14th, we have I Love Lucy's Christmas special. Probably have seen it. I, more than likely because it came out in 1956. Um, yeah, I think I actually may have seen that. Uh, the Dick Van Dyke Show, now in living color. That is at 9, 8 Central. On Friday, December 22nd, a, a Home for the Holidays 20th Anniversary, 8, 7 Central. Uh, da, da, da. That's pretty much it, I think. Oh, and the last one on the list here is the 41st Annual Kennedy Center Honors. Let's see here. Cher, Philip Glass, Reba McIntyre, Wayne Shorter. And Hamilton co-creator Lynn Manuel Miranda, Thomas Kale, Andy Blanker, Blankenbauer. I'm sorry, I'm tripping over these long-ass names. And uh, and Alex Lacamore will receive honors during this two-hour program. All right, that's interesting. Okay, I thought there were going to be a lot more, you know, there's there was a handful of Christmas stuff in there, um, none of the, I didn't see, like, Santa Claus is coming to town and all that stuff, but who knows, 
Who knows? Maybe they will add those later on. Or they will be on there. You just have to look at your, your local schedule. Tell your DVR to record them. Alright, so... It looks like John Barman's coming back in Season 7 of Arrow. Uh, let's see here. The new season of Arrow has already seen the return of Roy Harper, but another popular character might be returning later this year. While speaking at the Supernova Comic Con and Game Expo in Brisbane, Australia, John Barrowman let it slip that he would be returning later this later on in season seven of Arrow, reprising his role as Malcolm Merlin. Cool. Right on. I I don't know, I, I don't know. Is 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 despicable as his character is. I like I like I like the actor who plays him, um, and uh, you know he's a he's a cool bad guy. And let's see here. Of course, you know I'm going to be sharing all of these things on on Facebook so you guys can check out the whole story. Uh, it looks like for those of you who uh, have not seen or want to own. Star Trek Discovery is now available on iTunes. And uh I may have to I may have to rent those and and watch them in their entirety cuz I tried watching the first few episodes that were free and it just it did not grab me enough to want to spend you know $10 a month to continue watching the show. Um there are very few shows that I'll be, I would be willing to spend money on, even more so now that I don't really have a, a regular job that you know I have a, a nice steady income. But uh, yeah, now now you can watch Star Trek Star Trek Discovery on iTunes. This is what it says here. Uh, each episode costs two ninety nine, or you can purchase the entire season for thirty four ninety nine. That's about the same price. Is buying the Blu-ray, though the iTunes edition offers only some, not all, of the Blu-ray special features. I don't know about you, but I think I would rather get it on Blu-ray to get all of the special features for that price. I mean, I would imagine the price is the same, knowing how Apple is about their, their stuff they sell. Um, and then it goes on giving a description of all the special features. I will be sharing that so you can check that out for yourself. Um, I, I don't know. I, I may, like I said, I may end up renting it. Just uh, I don't know if they'll allow you to rent. I think it's just only for purchase. Yeah, so to be able to watch that first season. All right, what else is on here? Uh, 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 uh. More Star Trek news. According to comicbook.com, uh, this is what it says here. Star Trek Picard series will be very grounded, says the writer. Uh, says Patrick Stewart is returning to his role as Captain Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek The Next Generation in this new CBS all-access show that one writer says will be very grounded. Michael Chabon is the Pulitzer Prize winning author of The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay and The Yiddish Policeman's Union. 
He's also a lifelong Star Trek fan who made his debut working on the franchises working on the franchise with this week's Star Trek short trek episode Calypso. Uh, his next mission for Star Trek is as a writer will be the the still untitled Picard series. When IGN asked if there were any specific episodes or moments from Picard's past that he would that would inspire the new series, he said enslave. Oh excuse me. He was evasive, not enslaved. <laughs> oh god. I think I need to get my eyes checked. Um he was evasive. He wouldn't want to talk about it. So that's I don't know, to me that just means that there's um they don't want to give away too much or anything at all for that matter. Um I don't know. I um I'll check it out if they have like the first episode for free on online like they did with Discovery. But I don't think um it's something I'm gonna probably subscribe to watch all of. As much as I like Next Generation, um I just don't see myself I don't see myself paying to watch a show or, you know, several shows. Um Although, if someone wants to, you know, share their login first, you know, all access, I'd be grateful. <laughs> I can't really afford to do it. That's a big thing. Um, yeah, so. That's cool. I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I'll watch it if they have, like, a free episode online or if they play it on TV. I'll record it on the DVR. Um, oh, here's something new. Uh, it looks like uh, this was posted today. Looks like the the Alf reboot that I talked about in a previous episode is is um, not going forward. <laughs> uh, which I have to say I'm kind of disappointed, but at the same time I'm also relieved. Uh, I was curious as to how how they were gonna go forward with it, but I also excuse me, I'm dropping shit. Um, um, I just, I don't know, it's, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, going forward with it, I don't know, I just, I was, I was, I wanted to see how, how it was going to look, if they were going to have the same look to the character, if they were going to change him up, and, you know, if he was going to be a puppet again, or if he was going to be animatronic, or whatever, but apparently that has been, um, I guess it's been scrapped. This is what it says here. Reboots may ha- may be having their moment in television programming lately. But for those uh, for those who were excited to see the new take on everyone's favorite cat snacking alien from Melmac, we've got some sad news. The ALF reboot is not going forward. Uh, back in August, it was reported that Warner Brothers was in early stages of developing a reboot of the hit series, which originally ran from 1986 to 1990, at the at the time, the studio was looking for a writer to take on the reboot. However, uh, a report from TV Line indicates that it ultimately wasn't the search for a writer that stopped the reboot in its tracks. Uh, the The project reportedly failed failed to find an interesting uh, network, an interested network. Yeah, well, um, to to borrow from one of my favorite podcast, no thanks, we've already got one, um, 
you know, they there's no real reason to do a, a reboot other than trying to cash in on this nostalgic thing that, that's been going on with all these old shows coming back. Like, there's... It's been on the air for, I think, five years now. The, um... The, um... Reboot of, uh... Of, uh... Hawaii Five O and MacGyver. Um... The new... The new version of Magnum P.I., which has been really good. I've been watching that. And, uh... I don't know. And, and of course, uh... The Connors, which, you know... Actually, the Connors has, has was I think is is better than the the revival of Roseanne uh, because I don't know there was just something about her character in the revival that just I don't know uh, maybe it was all the political stuff and the racist stuff um, that that was kind of like, okay, this is, uh, I, I watched in hopes that there was going to be some sort of, um, like, maybe this is a, uh, a way of showing people that these things are not as, is, they're not cool and just in general are bad. Um, and I, for the most part, I think that's what they try to do. But uh, it was still difficult to watch. Um, they haven't done that kind of thing since it got rebranded, the Connors. Because her character was really the one who was saying and doing the things that were kind of cringeworthy. So, if you haven't seen the Connors and you didn't want to watch Roseanne because of the political talk and all the other stuff... Check out the Connors because the Connors is actually, uh, I think, a much better show. The, uh, yeah, check it out. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, wow, I just does it, I don't know. I I was kind of hoping that um, Alf was going to at least have one one season at least. Um, other reboots which have actually been pretty good is the new Charmed is good. And like I said, the Magnum P.I. is pretty awesome. What else did I watch that's a reboot? I think that's pretty much it, actually. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Close that. I don't know, I just... In general, um... Oh, yes, uh, apparently... Uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina uh, has, has got got Netflix in trouble with the satanic with the Satanic Temple. When I first heard that that Netflix was being sued because of uh, uh, because of the Baphomet statue in the show, I I figured it was going to be some sort of you know religious group who was just like, oh my gosh, you're you're, you know, showing Satanists and blah, 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 and, you know, in witchcraft, is it's all evil, evil, ah, you know. And uh, it turns out that the, the Satanic Temple is the one suing and not a Christian group uh, like I initially thought. So it just goes to show that you can't use somebody else's intellectual property 
basically because I think this, the lawsuit was because they used the the Baphomet statue that um, I guess uh, the Satanic Temple um, owns the the rights to it. I guess they're the ones that built the the statue for. I think there's they put up a statue in front of a, a government building recently, um, and I think that's where they got the look and feel of the statue that they used for the for the Netflix series. If you haven't watched that Netflix series, watch it before it gets taken down. Assuming it does get taken down, I I think that Netflix probably has has plenty of money in their in their wallet to to take care of this legal issue that they're dealing with right now. I will go ahead and share this story because this was uh, I'm sure the the text in here is is interesting, but uh, I'm not going to read that right now. If you want to check it out for yourself, like I said, I'm going to share it. You'll be able to see it for yourself. And you don't if you don't know what Baphomet is, it's the uh, goat. Oh come on! Hold on. Stop. <laughs> I need. Sorry about that. I didn't think that that was gonna play audio. I just was pulling up the page to share. Um. <laughs> I still think it's funny. Uh. Let's see what else. I have this feed that just says weird news, and I think there's a lot of things in here that are just obscure stories and things that the average person might think is strange. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, it's it, it is um <laughs> got some funny stories in here. Some some definitely some weird ones too. Like this one where an Alabama woman is frightened after zombie teeth get stuck in her mouth. <laughs> uh, let's see. What happened? This is Anna too was planning to be a zombie for the haunting holiday and spent three dollars on a pair of fake teeth for a costume. The zombie teeth attached to her her regular chompers with adhesive, but bec she, but she became unglued when she realized the fake teeth were stuck. I was, and then she goes on to say, I was trying to remove them because they were just tight. Two told the, uh, the news crew, uh, they wouldn't budge. I even took a pair of wire clippers and cut the tips of, off those. 
Wow. Two uh, couldn't eat or drink because the fake teeth were uh, because of the fake teeth, but tried drinking hot hot coffee, hoping the heat would loosen the glue. Spoiler alert: It didn't work. <laughs> I don't know if I should, I don't think I should be laughing at this, but it's funny. I drooled hot coffee. I guess you could say. <laughs> she told the the news crew uh, they, they wouldn't budge. I'm panicking. Of course, I I had a few panic attacks by this point. I had tried to sleep. wasn't <laughs> wasn't no sleeping. In the morning, I she attempted to get out the sticky out of the sticky situation by making an emergency dental appointment. But the solution wasn't quickly found. They looked and pulled a bit, and they were like, "Well, we're going to have to use a saw or cut off in sections or drill it off." They really didn't know what to do. Two told the the news the news group, "That's wow." Um, And then she says, so he went in and picked and pulled, and I squealed like a baby, and they got them out. The dentist um, told the, the station that the gums can sometimes cause something to adhere to the teeth and get stuck. Her teeth are back to the pre-zombie state, and she's learned a valuable, if scary, life lesson from the ordeal. She says, I will never do it again, she told the news crew. I will never put anything in my mouth like that in my mouth again. That... <sighs> God. Uh, well, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I guess I—I I think she probably used too much of the adhesive, because I don't think you're supposed to use a lot when you, you use stuff like that. Or at the very least, don't use adhesive. Um, the only time I've ever had any kind of um, Halloween prosthetic teeth is I had like vampire fangs that they were plastic, and then they—I got them at Hot Topic years ago, and these ones. They used wax. You use the wax to like mold it to your teeth. You know, you, you put the wax in hot in warm water so they get nice and soft, and you put them in the inside. inside excuse me, inside the uh, inside the the uh, the fang, and then you put it into on your tooth and let it dry. And when it dries, it f forms around your tooth, and you, but you, but you're able to pull it off because it's not. Adhesive, it's just wax. Of course, you know, they were cheap and, you know, taking them on and off and a number of times, you know, wore them down so they didn't work anymore after that. So, it's just, yeah, don't put something in your, 
don't put something in your mouth or eyes if if you're not used to doing that kind of thing to begin with. Um, oh, here's an interesting story, and I'll share this one to the Facebook if you guys want to check out for yourself. Disney employees say that the theme park, the theme parks, are po a popular place for scattering cremated ashes. I, I'm not at all surprised. I'm, there's a lot of Disney fans out there in this world <laughs> in the fact that they would want to have their ashes like scattered on their favorite ride or something doesn't surprise me. This is what it says here. It says, Disney theme parks have ranked among the world's most popular vacation spots for decades, but for some guests, their resorts are much more... Uh, um, permanent place of rest. Uh, the employees at Disneyland's in, at Disneyland in Anaheim, California and Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida tell the Wall Street Journal that the parks have become a favorite spot for visitors to scatter cremated ashes of their loved ones. A Disney spokeswoman said uh, such scattering of ashes on company property is strictly prohibited and unlawful adding that the guests attempting to do so with remains of family members or friends will be escorted off property. I would hope so, especially if it's not legal. <laughs> oh, man. Really? Do you, do you really want to have your ashes <laughs> scattered on a ride at Disneyland? Like, what, like Pirates of the Caribbean or Finding Nemo? Oh, man. <laughs> really? That's just crazy, man. Um, just really fucking nuts, if you ask me. Let's see here. What else? Uh, this is all from the weird news. Um... Okay, what else? This is kind of funny. <laughs> kind of sad, too. I feel bad for David Schwimmer. <laughs> uh, so apparently, um, there is a screenshot of a security camera of this guy stealing. <laughs> and I guess people thought it was Ross from from Friends. I guess it looks like he's st stealing a uh, a half rack of of PBR or, or some other type of beer. This is what it says here. It says we guess we could call this story the the one where Ross supp supplies an alibi. Actor David Schwimmer was has so hilariously responded to those who are convinced that he or the most or more specifically, his character Ross Geller from Friends is is a suspected thief in a Blackpool, England. Is it, or excuse me, is a suspected thief in Blackpool, England, despite police ruling him out. <laughs> 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 
Officers, I swear it wasn't me. As you can see, I was in New York. Swimmer 51 tweeted Wednesday alongside a video to the hardworking Blackpool police. Good luck with the investigation. It wasn't me. Hashtag it wasn't me. <laughs> in the video, Swimmer can be seen carrying a bunch of cans, mimicking his lookalike. On Tuesday, Blackpool Police posted a closed caption TV, uh, closed circuit TV image of to Facebook, asking witnesses to identify the suspect who was a, who appeared to be stealing a case of beer. The post quickly went viral on Facebook. Users pointed out that the suspect looked like Ross. Oh. <laughs> uh, of course, it has quotes, but uh, the uh, or the comment section for this post, I guess, has been disabled. And all the oh wow, all the comments over there are are now gone. Schwimmer didn't do it. That's funny. Um, I'll go ahead and share that so you guys can see it for yourself. There's actual video. And there's a there's a side-by-side -side picture that I talked about in there, too. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Here's another interesting... This is... Back to, like, uh, geek news, nerdy news, whatever you want to call it. Is Scarlet Witch, is Scarlet Witch key to bringing X-Men to the MCU? Uh, it says here. Uh, when was this posted? This was posted on November 9th, so just a couple days ago. Disney's pending acquisition of Fox has made possible a dream scenario Marvel fans have long hoped for, the introduction of the X-Men into the MCU. But after a decade of, of Earth's mightiest heroes saving the planet from enemies, both domestic and intergalactic, how will they explain why no one has, has seen any mutants this entire time? Uh, we doubt Professor X and Magneto were playing a game of chess so intense they failed to notice the entire planet was under attack to uh, logically bring their uh, their other group of famous heroes into the world marvel might need to bend time and space itself fortunately for them scarlet witch might be able to make that happen by ad adapting an old comic book story on her upcoming disney miniseries Disney Plus miniseries. Disney Plus is the the their Disney's streaming service that they they announced. Actually, they they just announced it yesterday or day before yesterday that that's the name of the uh, the service. They're they're equivalent to DC Universe or Netflix. So, uh, uh, uh. I will go ahead and share this story. This is from the Nerdist. I'll share that so you guys can check it out for yourself. Um, 
pretty much it. I don't really have a lot else to talk about. I just pulled up these few things. So today's episode is going to be kind of short. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, you know, I've been thinking, I've been thinking I want to do like, um, uh, shout outs and birthday wishes and things of that nature. So if you have any shout outs you want to give or a birthday announcement or a wish or whatever, you can shoot me an email, Todd at 206geek.com, or you can send me a message through the Facebook page and, uh, I will I will add it to the next recording of the podcast, and um, uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, I plan on going to see um, Bohemian Rhapsody sometime this week, and uh, and I'll give you my review of of the movie. Uh, it looks awesome. I'm I'm a huge Queen fan, so. Um, and I like I like the actor who's playing Freddie in this because you know he's he's pretty good in the in the few things I've seen him in. Um, if you've not, I I, um, I think is I think it's pronounced Remy Malik. I could be wrong. I'm terrible at like pronouncing names sometimes, especially if they're not like Steve Smith. That's stupid. I know. Um, just. I don't want to, like, I don't want to read it incorrectly and, and look like a jerk by saying his name wrong. But um, I probably did anyways, so I apologize. Anyways, if you um, haven't seen uh, Mr. Robot, he is the main character in Mr. Robot. And, of course, he was the prince in the Night at the Museum movies. So, um, he's a good actor. Check it out. Um, let see. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, ooh, I'm looking forward to seeing tonight's episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, it's going to start in about an hour. I get to watch the East Coast feed. That's awesome. So, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I, got, I keep wanting to, like, end the podcast, but I won't shut up. So, I think what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and start the outro music, and I will talk to you guys next time I record, or probably next week sometime. And you guys have a good one. Bye.